0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Unseminary. You know, today, uh, one of the questions I hear time and again is really church leaders wondering about how they're going to find the right people for their team. i am constantly asked, do you know any great youth people? Do you know any great worship people? Do you know any great executive pastors, senior pastors, kids pastors? The list goes on and on and on. Probably had similar conversations as well, or maybe you're wondering the same thing. That's why I want you to know about my good friends over at Chemistry Staffing, Matt Steen and Todd Rhodes. They are the co-founders of Chemistry Staffing. Chemistry is focused on helping churches find healthy, long-term fits. That's really what they're interested in: is healthy, long-term fits for ministry positions at churches like yours. They work with churches of all sizes to develop a deep understanding of your church's theology, your unique culture, really your unique personality, and help you find the person with the skills and ability to lead a healthy ministry for the next five, six, seven, eight plus ten years for a long time. If you're looking for your next ministry teammate, Chemistry Staffing is really who you should be talking to. Uh, they have uh, you know, qualified folks that are ready and waiting, willing to talk to you today. With all the craziness that's gone on in 2020, they know that many churches are beginning to ask hard questions about their current team, what it looks like, and kind of what are we positioned well for the future. So Chemistry has created an incredibly helpful tool that they're sharing exclusively with Unseminary listeners called Chemistry Staffing's Restructuring Playbook. It'll help you and your team develop clarity around where you need to be focusing your time, resources, and your team. You can download it here, chemistrystaffing.com forward slash Unseminary. That's chemistrystaffing.com forward slash Unseminary. And while you're there, book a free 30-minute call with them. They're there to help. Again, Chemistry Staffing, we just love them. Get connected with them today.
1: Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, well- Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you are here today. Uh, So honored that you would tune in. You know, every week we try to bring you a leader uh, to talk to that will do not only just inspire you for your ministry. But will help you take some practical next steps, and today is absolutely no exception. Super excited to have Scott Lindsay with us. He's the executive director of an organization called Faith Life that you maybe have heard of. Uh, you no doubt have heard of their uh, their really incredibly popular. Uh, Bible software, a digital Bible software called uh, Logos Bible Software. Uh, they're the maker of that tool. Uh, Faith Life is an incredible organization. So they help pastors, scholars, and just normal everyday Christians uh, get more out of their Bible studies. Super excited to have you on the show today. Scott, welcome. Good to be here. Yeah. Why don't we start by telling us a little bit about Faith Life and tell us about your role there. Give us a sense of, of, of your piece of the puzzle.
2: Well, if we had done this podcast at the beginning of the year, I would have said <laughs> of our almost five five hundred employees, I am the travel king. I am known at the airport. Um, got a couple million miles with United, but we know uh, how COVID has kind of uh, thrown a monkey wrench in that part of my role at Faith Life. So um, I I would say I've got the best job in the whole company, in that I. I have the awesome privilege of traveling the globe, getting people excited about the Bible and digging into Scripture and, and equipping ministries and churches uh, for that goal for their congregations, you know, uh, to get people digging deep because we know that pays uh, amazing dividends in a person's life. So, yeah, that's my role. I just hop on airplanes and show people how they can use technology to study the Bible.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. Well, I'm going to try to start from a maybe a bit of a controversial position. So, you know, Logos is a uh, really it's been around for a long time, incredible solution, super helpful. But why would someone start with this solution? Why not just, uh, you know, open up Google And just start firing away. Hey, you know, I've either I've got a sermon this weekend. I need to prep prep on. Just drop the verse in there. Or, um, yeah, why not start in a world of Google? Does is logos even relevant anymore?
2: Yeah, that's a great question because that's that's one of my soapbox moments when (laughs) I am teaching at conferences. Uh, You know, uh, uh, somebody that most of the listeners recognize that I've worked with for probably ten years and probably have done fifty events with Easy is mr. Josh McDowell the apologist? Um, I always <laughs> think my life is crazy and then I text Josh and he's somewhere on the planet um, living out of a suitcase. I mean, amazing you know pushing 80 and still out there proclaiming the gospel love the man. he's been kind of a father figure to me but when I when I speak with Josh, he'll have me get up on stage to prove the point uh, that you're trying to get at with Google and that he'll have me go up there and type in the word sex in logos. Now, as a parent of nine, uh, I have nine children. I never, yes. Yeah. And, and I travel as much as I do. What would happen if I was home more? What? <laughs> um, so you know, and the point is, when I when I do that on stage, and I'm waiting for him to ask me to do this, it, logos immediately relates that subject to marriage. I mean, it does talk about fornication and other issues and things like that, but it, it's it's centering that topic in the text of scripture, which is where it needs to be defined. The right. the problem, as you know, you go to Google, and again, don't go to Google with that word, especially. Yes. Um, you just don't know what you're getting. Now, it's not to say my favorite ministries are on the internet. And I've, I've grown greatly by podcasting and uh, reading blog posts and so on and so forth. But it's a very dangerous place, uh, again, to get biblical answers. And so for almost 30 years now, Logos has been procuring and curating and developing technologies to help Christians study the Bible with confidence. I'm not saying I agree 100% with every single uh, definition that Logos brings me, but I'm telling you, it's entirely safer to go to Logos than it is to just willy-nilly out there on the internet
0: yeah obviously because the starting point is so completely different, right rather than starting with kind of what does the audience or what do people who are searching on or what are they looking for? It really starts with hey what does you know what does scripture say and come back in on this? I think anyone who is uh you know a a a thinking a thoughtful christian uh you know church leader. Knows that there is a bit of a problem. It's not a bit of a problem. A problem in the church around biblical literacy. Um, help us understand the scale of that problem. Give us a sense of you know what. How big is that issue? It, it seems like as in as we bump into people that this is an area that we've got to pay attention to. We've got to work to increase our people's biblical literacy. Give us a sense of what that looks like. How how do you think about that problem at Faith Life?
2: Well, this is my 23rd year, uh, and again, I work with most major ministries, most major denominations, and I'm actually working with one of the largest denominations in the world, and they they have new leadership over the last couple years, and uh, very thankfully, the leader of this denomination did an assessment. He hired Barna and some other organizations, and I want to know, do we know uh, what the Bible says? Uh, on a lay side, on a pastoral side, mm-hmm. and the results weren't good. Now mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the honesty and the willingness to to, to hear the bad news, so to speak. Uh, but that that is what now has focused this denomination to to go after that problem. So we're working with them to create uh, Bible apps and and courses and things like and, and you know one of the things, and we'll talk about this obviously more, but when when you wrap the Bible, in technology like we do, um, it, it, there's a new dimension to Bible study. We're we're so accustomed these days to uh, learning visually. I mean, look at a newspaper today versus 10 years ago. I mean, so much of our interaction with information today is is visual. And yet for many people, Bible study has never made that transition, right? Mm. And so last night I did a webinar with a couple hundred young people. I would say for the most part, our demographic was probably Uh, teens, early 20s. And I had their undivided attention for about an hour because Mm. I was showing a way to study the Bible that they didn't even know existed. Um, So we do have a problem. And uh, one of the organizations we work with just did a massive study on Bible engagement in North America. I mean, they they literally did a survey of 400,000 people Wow. And they discovered something that became the highlight of this entire study. You can actually Google it. It's called The Power of Four. And basically, if, we're, if you're in the scripture only one time a week, it had negligible effect on some very key areas in your life. And I'll explain that in a moment. Two times a week, negligible effect. Three times a week, negligible effect. Here was the amazing discovery. When we're in the scripture, At least four times a week, it literally spiked off the chart. And it shouldn't be like that. If you're a mathematician, statistic you know, it should have been a gradual incline. One time a week, two time. No, it was it was one, two, three, flat line. At four, literally spiked off the chart. Feeling lonely drops thirty percent. Anger issues drop thirty-two percent. Alcoholism drops fifty-seven percent. Relational issues, especially in marriage, drops forty percent pornography mm-hmm. and other sexual uh sin drop 62% and probably my favorite stat because i hear this all the time from people as i travel feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60% when we're in the scripture at least four times and we you know everybody listening knows it's it's the word of the living god it's active yeah. it's it, it, but if we're not in it if it's not filling us if it's not informing us it's not going to have the effect. You can't just have a Bible by your nightstand and hope that as you sleep, it kind of like, you know, somehow gets into your inner man. No, you have to be in God's word for it to fill you with his wisdom and guidance and so on.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I love this, and I, I love we'll link to that study um, from a few years ago as well. I was just pulling it up. Would love to for people to kind of dig into that a little a little further for sure. You know, Bible just is critically important. I most of my ministry career, a portion of my portfolio has been the kind of programming on the Sunday side. So the kind of Sunday programming, everything that happens around teaching and um, you know worship and all that. And one of the things I've I've wondered and have you know it's kind of the conversation you have with leaders. Is, you know, on Sunday when people come to church, we work really hard to make the Bible engaging. We work really hard to try to make um, the lessons apply to people's lives, to help people, um, you know, wrestle with the text and understand it. And I have this sinking suspicion, which has been borne out in some research, that. Um, you know, when people it's a it's a Tuesday afternoon rather than a Sunday morning. It's difficult for for a lot of people to open to open scripture and study, uh, and it can come across dare I even say boring. Which which is you know it just seems terrible to even th- think of it that way. Uh, but how is logos kind of fighting that? What are you doing to work against that trend to kind of help uh, engage you know the, even the average person who who's trying to open up scripture? Um, like you say, you know might have friends at work are asking them questions and they aren't getting those answers somewhere else. And so they need to go to the text. How is logos working to try to make it more engaging for folks?
2: Well, there's two, uh, there's two reasons. If, if I was to have a conversation with someone that isn't in the word as much um, there's two reasons, number one. uh, And I will actually say this at a conference when I'm speaking at a conference, you know, I'll, I'll put it out there. The number one excuse that everyone in this room is given probably already three times today, right, is I don't have enough. It, it's a time, time issue, right? Now, again, I have over 2 million miles with an airline. I have nine. Cho- so if anybody can use that excuse, I might be able to use that <laughs> excuse, right? Yes. Um, and, and Logos solves that problem. The, the problem is is pay, uh, page flipping, right? You, Everyone remembers back in the day when you came to faith and you got a commentary and you got a dictionary and a few bible translate it, it it's a it's a long process it's a it's a wonderful process that pays great dividends but it's a it's a very timely process so with logos you literally type in the passage or the topic and click one button and it literally does 70 80 90 maybe 100 hours worth of study in in a couple seconds it literally can read a 1000 theological books and literally lay out on the screen everything you'd need To kind of start immediately digging in, so that time excuse is gone. Now the Mm -hmm. other reason, and you alluded to it, if especially if I'm with millennials or young people, if I ask them why aren't you in the Bible more, and they're honest, they'll say it's boring, right? I I just, Mm -hmm. or I'm unfamiliar. I mean, it's it's an intimidating, very big book, and I don't understand this people group and what's going on here and what is that word. And so that's another thing we want to solve in Logos is I already. Talked about the webinar last night with all these infographics and just gorgeous maps and charts, and I mean, it it literally is almost—you almost feel like you're stepping into the world of the Bible as you study. Um, But, but then again, it it's also mobile. You know, we we live a very fast pace. You know, one of one of my favorite things that I get to do for my jobs, I'm working with a lot of NFL pro teams. And so I was in Arizona this week and and doing a Bible study with the Arizona Cardinals. And I work with a lot of the different teams. And for a lot of these NFL players that I work with during the season, they live in a duffel bag. I mean, they they can't be throwing their commentaries and books and things. So to have logos available on their iPad or their iPhone for that five free extra minutes here and there is a wonderful benefit of owning a digital library because it's in your back pocket. With you, wherever you go, your prayer journal in your back pocket, your reading plans are now in your back pocket, your your devotionals are now in your back pocket. So I think the mobility of Logos is another great reason uh, why we're growing as fast as we are.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, there's no doubt. I I was saying this before we got on. I was talking to a a church leader earlier this morning who um, was – he was joking about when he went to to seminary. He's the third generation uh, ministry leader, and he was joking that he – uh, he, half of his textbooks were exactly the same as his dad, you know, and, um, you know, the life has changed. And one of the ways it's changes through the way we've accessed information, the idea of being more uh, mobile is, is critically important, I think, in, in, you know, in our days, are there other kind of features that are particularly compelling, that are making accessing the text and, you know, digging in uh, even easier for people or, or more straightforward for folks as they uh, engage with logos?
2: Yeah, so definitely the the one um technology that most of your listeners have probably heard the name is Logos Bible software, right? But mm-hmm. Faithlife is is the name of the company. We changed the name of the company about 6-7 years ago to Faithlife, and Faithlife mm-hmm. is kind of the other side of our tech, right? So this yeah. is for for the executive pastor listening or any people in leadership at a church. We started down the road about seven, eight years ago of pr- uh, providing technologies for church membership and streaming and online giving. We now have a TV channel of great theological content. We have uh, video courses now. We just launched a seminary. I mean, all this. Um, but our focus for all these technologies is always Bible centered. So, case in point, we have a church membership part of fa- uh, Faith Life. Uh, so, you can go to uh, equip.faithlife.com. And find out about all these technologies, but we 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 wanted to think through something like a child check-in, right? So yep. people that are familiar with, you know, we're going to put the three four year olds in a uh, you know somewhere to learn about Jesus while we're in the big sanctuary. Um, how, how do we make that Bible centered? And people are like, "What do you mean? How do you?" I mean, isn't it all Bible centered? we like, "Yeah, I understand, but how do we make check-in Bible centered?" So what we did is we mm-hmm. created a technology to where we work. With the leadership of the church and what are the kids learning in the room? What is the story? And we actually map that to the church check-in. So when you go back to grab your child after service, on the little tag that's on their back with their name that, you know, you've got a match. That is Johnny. That is my child. And, you know, you yes, get permission yes, yeah. to yes. to take the child to the room. What we do is we provide the parent a, um a number that matches the tag where in the car we provide the parent questions to ask the child what did, what did you learn about the Bible? So right. you know we want engagement there, right? Because most yeah. of discipleship should be happening in the van on the way home. I mean, the church is an, an essential, important part, pastoral ministry, but the role of of raising a child in the faith is is on the parents' shoulders first and foremost. And so how do we connect what is being preached? How do we connect what is being taught in Sunday school? What, how, do we, uh, how do we connect child check-in to the Bible? So we're, we're a bit obsessive <laughs> about the scripture. <laughs> like how do we make it the centerpiece of, of everything, online giving, child check-in? And so we kind of have a different paradigm than most companies.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, and and you know, that shines through that that's definitely the right re- your reputation, uh, you know, in the market, which I think is is fantastic. You know, to that end, the, my impression is that there's a, a broad tent, a wide tent of people who who use your solutions who are excited to be a part of faith life and who are uh, connected to, uh, you know, your various solutions. How are you able to or what are you doing to try to help people who maybe come from a more charismatic background or may have a theological nuance that uh, that is, uh, you know, they would like to emphasize more in their study? How are you uh, able to offer that? Or what are you doing to ensure that that nuance finds its, its way through uh, in your solutions?
2: yeah, so let me give you some numbers i said we're we 're pushing five hundred employees, which is really insane because I joined twenty three years ago. We were on a barn on an island in the Puget Sound so <laughs> i don 't think any of the people that were there when I started ever thought we 'd be pushing five hundred employees and we 're actually in real office buildings now and we 're not in a barn anymore um, but six million users worldwide um and here's the other number that's shocking. We have 160,000 theological titles in the Logos format. I mean that is a that's a wow. 160,000. I think we'll be a couple hundred thousand by the end of next year. Wow. Now with that, we are able we have such a vast theological library that we now are able to provide specific libraries to specific groups. So we have an Anglican product line. We have a Baptist product mm-hmm. line. We have a Pentecostal charismatic Product line. So I was just recently, early this week, I did an Assemblies of God event down in Phoenix. And obviously, I showed the Pentecostal Charismatic product line. But a couple weeks before that, I did an event called the Pillar Network, which is Southern Baptist in Wake Forest, uh, North Carolina. Of course, what am I going to show them? I'm going to show those pastors our Baptist product line. Uh, But even more than that, we now have logos in Chinese, we have logos in Korean. Uh, we have logos in Portuguese and Spanish. When I announced that down in Phoenix, there were so many Hispanic pastors that had no clue that there was this type of technology in their native tongue. They were like, oh, this is absolutely the best news ever to have all that you sh- uh, you know showed on stage, but in my language, with my language resources and so on. Um, so that's the kind of growth we're seeing is not only adding more titles for exactly what you're saying. Uh, different theological perspectives, um, but also in multiple languages.
0: Well, you know, it seems like uh, you know the solution. Obviously, is growing. You're, you know, making increased, uh, you know, impact. You're helping more and more uh, people, which is just amazing. I think that's fantastic. It's great uh, to hear. Great to hear that you're thriving. Great to hear that you're growing, even in the midst of what has been a strange year. It's been great to see that that uh, has is helping you actually, you know, serve more more leaders. When you think about it at the kind of church level, walk me through how a leader, um, maybe a church leader who's listening in, says, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm." familiar with, or maybe I used logos back on my Windows 95 machine, I should check it out again. Um, you know, how, how should we be thinking about how we could use this tool, not just with ourselves, but with leaders, with, um, you know, people in our churches? What are you seeing as kind of best practices on that front on kind of empowering people in our churches uh, to use these solutions?
2: Well, the the amazing news is uh, news is this week we released Logos Nine. So again, in thirty years as a company, we've only had nine major releases. So when you hear the word Logos and then there's a number that follows it, pay attention because there was a lot of work that went into that new number. So that just released this week and it has been utter insanity at Logos. I mean, we're we're working till midnight every night just to uh handle the influx of calls and requests and upgrades. And I mean it's it's always my favorite time uh to be at Logos because it, it's just That's awesome. Spoken
0: like the leader of the organization.
2: Oh it's, it's so so it's so amazing. I love it. Right. Well because yeah, yeah, it's the it's fruit of all this yes, labor so that you know it's all these things that we want to help churches with. Finally we get to put that out there and bless uh, ministries and and people to dig into scripture. So I would definitely go to Logos.com, find out about Logos Nine. It is absolutely incredible. But again, on the faith life side of things, uh, you really need to go to the website Equip.FaithLife.com because there you'll you'll discover. Uh, for many that go there, will discover some things that you didn't know uh, existed. Um, You know, some people are familiar with, we've had a church presentation software for years called Proclaim, which is very popular and is growing like crazy. But that's just one piece of about nine to 10 other pieces where we are providing technologies for churches uh, to help discipleship, uh, to help in their online communities. Church websites is another thing we're doing now. Um, So that would be, uh, it's really the first integrated ministry platform that's ever existed because the the challenge for so many churches is they start growing and they have a need and so they kind of scour hey what what's available to help this need and there's there's a lot of great options out there and they pick one and it it solves that problem and then they grow in this other area and we need help with discipleship or we need help with online giving so what do they do again they scour you know what's out there and they pick a solution well here's what they discover about three four years down the road all of that tech was written by different companies, so it doesn't work with each other. You can't borrow information. You can't integrate anything, and so you have to have three or four or five people on staff that really have mastered one of these, and then the person, it's like, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a nightmare down the road. So with Faithlife, we're trying to create an integrated ministry platform that has all been coded and written by the same company. And so you do one thing here and you borrow it over there. I mean, and that's just, I mean, I bet you I'm saying that right now to some executive pastors going, oh, are you serious? Because that that is our dilemma. So you really need to go check out equip.faithlife.com and find out again about all the various technologies that we provide uh, for the church.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, having lived through some of that in- integration uh, hassle, uh, I think there's just a, a a real advantage to looking at, you know, solutions like Faithlife that are just completely integrated. Uh, you know, I think that's a uh, that's a compelling conversation for sure when we're, you know, we're just faced with trying to bolt together eight or nine or 10 different solutions. Uh, where hey, this is all together in one place well now,
2: and wh- and one other thing are pricing so to to just use an analogy that people are going to instantly get is Amazon Prime, right, so you pay that yearly amount, why do you pay that for for me it's that second day shipping i mean i am I' am so impatient, I want what I want like tomorrow right, right. um I love that. Or um, you know, there's other things that you get with that membership, but the price is so low. I don't care if I don't use these two or three things that are part of that yearly fee. Right. What I do get over here is so worth the price, I will always pay that every year, right? right? So we want to provide again a an integrated ministry suite of technologies where again you might not use all nine, ten different solutions that we provided, but you get them all for that small price. And so, but over time, as a new need, uh, you know, is in front of you, the solution's already there and yeah, you're, it's you're already, already integrated into what you're using, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah, you really, I, every time I do a demo or show people uh, what we're doing at Faithlife, like, I mean, administration, prayer, music and worship, small groups, outreach. I mean, these are all the technologies that are part of Faithlife.
0: Life. Yep. Yeah, absolutely perfect. This is this has been great, great conversation. Um on logos specifically, I know I, which this so this is legit, I did not know this. Uh there's actually a free version of of logos. There's kind of like a starter version. Um when I was doing a little bit of research for this this I was like I don't know how I've missed this over the years. Uh so actually people could get started again, that's just one solution, but they could get started uh even with a free version. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, you just go to logos.com. Uh, and just uh, search for, um, it's just called basic. It's just kind of the shell. I think you get a couple public domain books. You know, if some some people are listening go I don't know if I'd ever want to read a book on my mobile device or, you know, just right. give it a shot. I mean, the convenience of it, the power of it. Um, but we've also set up a website for your listeners uh, where they can go and find out about Logos 9 and the different libraries. Because Logos in essence, is a library of curated titles with our technology kind of wrapped around it. So you don't have to start at the pastor's library if you just came to faith last week, right? So you need the basics. You need your Bibles and a couple Bible dictionaries and a good commentary. And so that's way down the ladder from what an executive pastor might need.
0: Yeah, that's great. And so where do we want to send people? We'll link to it, but where's the best place for us to send people online if they would like to connect? Yeah, so
2: the, the special page that we set up for the podcast is logos, L-O-G-O-S dot com forward slash unseminary. So logos.com forward slash unseminary. We did set up a, a special discount anytime we get the opportunity uh, to talk about logos and, and be a guest on a, a radio show or podcast. Uh, we we kind of set up this landing page with, a special discount. So that discount is just for uh, the listeners.
0: Perfect. Yeah. So drop by there. We'll link to that in the uh, the show notes as well. We'd love for you to check that out. It's really a great gateway to to really check out everything that uh you know that logos is and i i really do want to encourage you to to lean in and check out this solution i think again i think there's probably a bunch of listeners who are maybe familiar tangentially with the with the solution but there is so much here to help people to help you and to help people in your in your church uh, lean in and grow in their relationship their bible engagement uh for sure anything else you want to share before we wrap up today's uh, episode today scott
2: no, I I just I uh, would encourage you, uh, you know, this has been an insane year. I mean, 20, 30 years from now, it'll be in the history books, 2020 like, you know, I and I always just think back where I was last year. I, no one had any idea what was getting ready to just smack the world, right? Um, but I'm so excited that God is just allowing Faith Life to help the church in this pretty crazy season. You know, and it's kind of forced the issue for a lot of churches to kind of figure this stuff out. I mean, last year, a lot of churches were like, oh, online giving and online, community. Ah, you know, that's for the big mega churches. We won't need to do that. Sure, ah, I don't know about that now. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and let me just say this. A lot of the faith life technologies are free. Um, so don't think you're going there and, oh, I know what this is all about. This is a sales pitch. No, no, no. A lot of what we're doing, we're giving away for nothing because we want to be there to help the church navigate through these very kind of uncertain, scary waters right now. Um, but again, equip.faithlife.com. I think you'll be just really blown away. Uh, at what we've been doing for the last five or six years on the Faithlife side.
0: Yeah, it's perfect. Well, I'm super excited. Thank you so much uh, for being here. We've given everybody an address, uh, to a couple addresses to, try, to check out. So I, I really appreciate that. Scott, I appreciate being on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks for having me.